0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love
1: with TCL. Hockey. yeah, My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into a special edition of Judd's Hockey Show. National Hockey League draft rounds two through seven unfolding as uh, we do this podcast. Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff as always. Um, and we come to you this morning with some, um, or this afternoon, I should say now, 1220, mm-hmm. with some breaking news from the National Hockey League draft. As you can see, if you are tuning in, and we appreciate it on our uh, social media sites. Luke Cunnan has been traded to the Nashville Predators. Um, the Wild gets back center, 32 years old, Nick Bonino, and two draft picks. A second rounder, which was the 37th uh, pick in the draft. A third-rounder, which was the 70th pick, uh, comes to the Wild. In exchange, Luke Cunnan and a and the 101st selection in this year's draft, which, Declan, if I'm not mistaken, is a fourth-round pick, yeah. uh, goes to the Preds. And so the Wild and Preds continue to do business. The Wild now has, has yet, and we'll get to this because they drafted one last night, to another center. Uh, but your initial thoughts on the fact that Luke Cunnan has now been sent to a division rival in Nashville— and Nick Benino who is who is a veteran guy he's as i said before 32 in he has played 11 years in the league is the return mm-hmm. for Luke Cunningham.
0: uh starting starting off number 1 i don't care he got traded into the division that has zero to do with me. I actually hate when teams balk at trading in your division sure. if you can get the right return. I really would never understand why that's always a big issue. My gut reaction when we saw the news come across about 90 minutes ago was I didn't like it. Um, I didn't really understand why you would trade a 22-year-old um, for a team that's transitioning, not rebuilding, but transitioning for a 32-year-old uh, who's a, a good center, not great, uh, a really steady guy in Nashville for a while, and you're basically bailing on Luke Cunnan. Now, that, that's how I looked at it initially. Now, obviously, there's another draft pick that was involved, which they have now used to select another center from Russia, which we will not try to pronounce. At least right now, Give I'm it a not, shot. I have zero chance I'm going to try to pronounce this name. Right. I, I, just, I, I okay. can't do it. That's fine. Um, but, you know, a lot of people looked at Luke Cunning and, and analytics say he, he's he been disastrous. He has not been very good, which I, I can I can get down with. But I think last year he really started to come into his own a little bit. Uh, he had a horrible leg injury, obviously, in his rookie season. I think that also derailed things going into his second year. And then last year, you saw guy start to shoot the puck a little bit more. He had 15 goals in 63 games. He scored a couple goals in the playoffs. You basically started to see, okay, if this is who Luke Cunning is, and can he become more than this? Well, yeah, you got you got a solid solid role player here. A solid maybe top six guy, borderline guy. He could be top. You could be on your third line or second line. But I really liked what Luke Cunning brings. And in fact, if you were to, if I were to rank. All those young guys in Cunnan, Eck, and Greenway, um, I had Cunnan number one as the guy that I wouldn't move. Um, I really like what Luke Cunnan brings. Really? Yeah. I, I, above and, Eck. and Yeah, above Eck. Oh, okay. And Eck's Ek, a center, so I understand the positional, but in terms of pure skill, I think Luke Cunnan's a, a more skilled player. He works really hard, um, and I, I like what he brings, and I, I'm not shy about that. I've told you about that as we've watched him this last season, that I really liked what he was bringing. Yep. Um, now, And looking at Nick Benino. so... Benino, who has been in Nashville and Pittsburgh gear knows him from his Pittsburgh days. And I know you just made a joke uh, off the mic that what's up with the wild trading with the Nashville Predators. I think the bigger arching theme is what's up with wild general managers acquiring their old guys, which if they're the right guys, I'm all for, Hobby I'm not guys against guys love
1: it. to do that, by yeah. the way, too.
0: So that that's also funny. But Benino, who is now 32 years old, you know, probably good for 40 point 30, 30 to 40 points and 15 goals is probably your ifto de facto number one center on opening night. He is not a true number one center. I think he probably ends up being your, your number one center going in to opening night, whenever the hell that happens in January, hopefully sometime in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, but this, this does give you more depth down the middle. That's what the Wild are doing here. They're, they're trying to get more centers. They obviously took Rossi with a ninth overall pick, and he made it sound like he's ready to step in right away. We'll wait and see. You have Marcus Johansson, who they believe is a center, even though he's played better,
1: I think, as a I wing. think they might have said that.
0: And then you have guys like Nick Bukestad and, and Joel Erickson-Eck and Nick, yes. Nico Sturm. So like, yes. we made this analogy when they made the Johansson trade, Judd, that it, felt, it feels a lot like the Wild are doing exactly what the Twins try to do going in with their starting pitching. Like, yes, we know we don't have the ace. We don't have the true number one guy. But what we can do is get a surplus of twos and threes and give us more depth down the middle. And that's what the Wild are doing here. And I think Benino is, like I said, he's probably your infield de facto number one center. He has a pretty high shooting percentage. He's been a really steady player. You know what you're getting out of him. I, just, I have a little bit of trepidations bailing on a 22-year-old this early for a 32-year-old who's going to be a UFA at the end of the year. That's my initial thoughts.
1: Lots of thoughts from me on this. Okay. Uh, because I think what Bill Guerin is trying to do here is a really interesting— It's it's been a long time since anybody has come in to this franchise and had the time— Paul Fenton didn't before he got <laughs> fired—to shake things up thoroughly. But Bill Guerin's a guy who's won cups before— and he was a captain type. And I think he looked at this team and said to himself, on and off the ice, this team is nowhere near being where it needs to be. Now, to your point, so so far it's been in the last, what, couple weeks. It's been Eric Stahl traded to Buffalo. Dubnik traded to the Sharks on Monday. Donato, a young player, but a player who they clearly just didn't like being traded to, to the Sharks uh, before Dubnik was in a separate deal. Koivu being told, thanks, but you're done here, Okay. This to me is the first subtraction of a young piece that we all thought I think they like, but I'm not sure. My first thought, so so, not even to get into the Benino factor and the center depth chart, my first thought with Cunning is this one. I had the sense that they didn't love him, that this administration didn't, mm-hmm. but they didn't like him more than, than I thought, because if we were talking about Eck, Greenway, Cunning, that group. Eck to me, um, and we have certainly seen this, Bill Guerin has gotten calls on Eck and has basically said no. Okay, so he likes him. That's fine. Center, more of a shutdown guy, but that's that's great. He's turned himself into a good player. Mm-hmm. All right. The interesting splitting the hairs between the two players in this conversation, though, is Luke cunning Jordan Greenway. And, and we know for a fact that Bill Guerin watched Greenway play last year and came away saying, whoa, dude, you got talent, but you are in no way, shape, or form in good enough shape to play like we want you to play, especially at the tempo that the Wild is going to play um, that they did once Boudreaux got fired and that I'm sure they'll play when the uh, 21 season starts in January now. He didn't apply himself consistently. Greenway did not. And we know that at the end of the season – Meetings that all the players have with uh, Coach and the GM that Greenway was told, get your act together. Now, my thought process at that time was he's probably gone. In fact, I think we talked about it on Judd's Hockey Show last week or a couple weeks back at some point in time, Dex, uh, a prediction from me that Greenway was going to be traded, which I'm not sure about now. Trading Cunning, though, who at one time you know what? Now a year or two back, was seen as the potential captain of this team. Was seen as a as a wing who could play center. Um, that, that there was a lot of ability that the Wild thought that they could get fr- from him to punt on that. To me, is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. And and this trade itself can be seen from two ends. One is veteran center comes in in Benino and. Opening night is your top guy. Probably by the time the year is done is two or three. The other factor, though, and this is the one that can't be undersold as far as redeveloping this entire organization and redoing the roster from the top down, Declan, is this part. You got two draft picks. Mm-hmm. And and as much success as the Wild had at Iowa in the American Hockey League last year, forward-wise, like this team is not really stocked at all. And this team's... System probably was a work in progress, and I think Garen looked at that too. So the only thing I can sense is that the Wild and Garen looked at Cunning and, ba- and basically I don't think they said, we'll trade him to get something good back for. It's partially that in their mind. Sure. I think more importantly, the Wild said – Of all the guys, of of all the potential young players who are now aging a little bit that we're, that we are willing to punt on, Luke Cunning is our top one. So to me, what hits home about this trade first and foremost is the distaste that this administration had for Cunning and the thinking that, that what we believed to be true a couple years ago, which was future captain, solid player Mm -hmm. going to score his points. They looked at him and said, we don't see it.
0: And also, I think you got to remember, too, if you're looking at that young core of players in Cunnin, Greenway, and Eck, that Cunnin's value is probably higher than those two. And, and Eck is only higher because of a position. Like, Greenway is coming off a very rough year, and it was on the record that they were displeased with his t- with his play, especially in the postseason, right? Mm-hmm. And Garen wants more out of him. We want more out of him. But I think you know what you're getting in Luke Cunnin. So they probably looked at it and said, like, you know, you and I kind of were forecasting who could be moved a few days ago. And we said, well, I wouldn't be surprised if Greenways, maybe the sweetener that maybe you include with the Dumba trade or maybe you include to get something that you really want. Sure. But I think also maybe his value is so low right now that you probably couldn't get what you wanted from him. And, and it would be more beneficial to plug him back in, give him another shot to increase his value mm-hmm. because he I would say his value is pretty low right now. So it's probably only going to go up. So they probably looked at Cunningham and, and thought that this was the guy that they could move to get something useful. And, you know, is, is Ryan Johansson probably a, a more skilled player than Benino? Yes. But I think Benino is the most sound top six center that you have right now. Like he's played in the middle with, with depth guys in Nashville and Pittsburgh. Marcus, you mean? Marcus, yes, excuse me. Okay, yeah. Johansson, yeah. So I I, I think Benino is is going to be that guy for you. Yeah. Um, And he's a UFA. And, and I think another talking point, which maybe we can transition to, is that Cunning is then one less guy you have to protect in the expansion draft. So that, that, that is something that is worth exploring, that they would have had to protect him. And if Benino is going to be a UFA after the season, well, now you have two right. less guys on your active roster right now that you have to protect. Sure. So that is, that is in, in the long play win. I think this trade, long term, will probably work out for the Wild, especially since they got a second round pick and another Russian in, in, in the pipeline. But I just think on paper, immediately, I, th- I do think Nashville wins the trade for clearing salary and getting a young player that they can build around.
1: Yeah, and my my thought off the top of that, or off of your point, my thought is this. I don't care what what it does for the Wild immediately, because my concern is the future here. I, I think this team can be competitive. And look, I think that if everything breaks right in the upcoming year, when they do start, I think that the Wild can make a playoff or make a run into the playoffs potentially. But if I'm Guerin, and my guess is his patience is not super long, but if I'm Bill Garin, that's not my concern. My concern is looking at this franchise after having a full season to assess things and saying to myself, what's going to put us in the best position possible to be ultra competitive for the next, let's say five years with this year being a solid year potentially starting off with Dex. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, what can I do to get the right core group of guys together so that in three years we're damn good? Because that's the one thing that we have not seen from this team. And and Garen, he inherited a team that was certainly flawed, we all know that, and had some problems. So my hope and, and my expectation is that he is seeing this as, look, we don't have to be terrible because to use your words it's not a rebuild it's it's a retool but with that being said we also don't have to have the pressure on opening night of 2020 of saying oh my god we should be a stanley cup team because you're just not and that's fine um so i like what he's doing this trade surprised me a little bit but nothing he's doing it surprised me a little bit based on the player a little bit not a ton but nothing he's doing as far as moves go, goes surprises me. And my initial inclination is to applaud this mightily because he is basically hitting the detonate button on a franchise that somebody had to. And up until now, I think Fenton started it. But up until now, I had questions about, are they really going to, you know, tell Vu goodbye? Are they really going to trade Stall? And Fenton, keep in mind, uh, signed Stahl to a contract extension, too. So he did not do that by any way, uh, shape, or form. I love what Garen is doing philosophically, which yes. it, which is it needs to change. It has to change. And where I trust him is this one. Bill Garen has seen winning teams, right? Mm-hmm. He knows what the chemistry is. He knows what the makeup is. And so he is looking or looked at this team long and hard, trimmed a little bit in season, but more importantly, got to the end of that qualifying round and said, okay, now it's go time. And when we do take the ice again, it's going to be a very different feel and a very different team. And no matter how you have to get there, it's the right move.
0: I, I will say that even though I don't immediately like the trade of, of Cunningham for Benino, I still love what Bill Guerin's doing. And I, think, and I think both those things can coexist. I think you can absolutely still coexist and, and understand that, man, Trading away Luke Cunningham, he's 22, you inherited a 32-year-old, and you got another draft pick, probably won't be here for another three years. Like, that's a that's a head-scratcher. But if this guy has surveyed what this team can be and what it can't be, yeah. and if that means you have to shake things up in the room, trading a guy like Eric Stahl, which we didn't really see coming, trading Luke Cunningham, who we certainly didn't see coming – Um I trust that process. And look, Bill Guerin, and I know we make this joke, but Bill Guerin is a friend of the show. He's come on with us before. And, oh, and I'm, and I'm sure he, after the draft, maybe we'll invite him on and, and he can explain it a, bit, a little bit more of, he's more than welcome. of what he's doing. He's, yes, he always is. Welcome to come on the show. Big fan of the Jud's Hockey Show, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorth.com. Um, I, I like I still like the plan that that's in place here. And the Wild, too, with drafting Rossi. I love his attitude. You know, we played some clips off the top earlier today on Mackie & Judd, which you can find on your podcastable destinations that he has a confident kid and wants to be on this team right away and he wants to contribute. I love that. You just don't You don't hear that from hockey players. You get the stupid, stale responses from every robotic hockey player, and I can't stand it. So when I hear a guy say, I want to Marco play right Ross, now. Marco Rossi just
1: wants to help, Declan. He's 19. He just wants to come in and help, okay? This kid's
0: 19, and I'm telling you right now, he's a better demeanor than 75% well, of that roster that. last yeah. season. So I'm with I, you on that. I love that. So I'm all for it. I love
1: it. Now, the, the key here, though, the, the most important thing, I think, when it comes to the kid is – with Rossi is the patience because the problem is this. So center-wise, the wild basically was down to what, essentially, like, I mean, Buickstead might come in, Johansson, as we just talked about, probably projects more as a wing than a center. Um, So we need to, I think the one thing that the organization and fan base and media needs to do probably is temper our expectations a little bit. Because this kid's 19, he is really good in juniors, but that's a different world. Yes. And the one thing where I'm interested to see with Garen is what is the ultimate patience? Because I think you need another year of, of accepting your lumps at times. This, this does not mean that they have to be terrible. This does not mean that they that they get drilled on a nightly basis like the Wild did at the beginning of the 2019-20 season. But you do have to be willing to accept what happens to your team to develop it a little bit more. I think the defense being good is going to, to help a ton. And to what you've talked about a lot before, Declan, the fact is the goaltending can't get worse, so it's going to pop up a little bit. But the Rossi factor to me is, you know what, opening night, if he's second or third line and Eck or Benino has to be first line, that's absolutely fine. Because what I want to see this franchise do now is I want to see them go about developing their system again to have some top prospects, especially at forward. And I want to see that this ease into where things start to click and they're not forced to click. So you're not saying, Oh, Marco Rossi opening night. Yeah, this kid's unbelievable. It's going to be great. If that happens, that's awesome. That's great. But if you also say patience first, and I'm, I'm not saying give the kid a pass. I am saying allow things to develop so that by the time we get to the opening night of the 2021 22 season, that you really feel that things are ripe to take off by then.
0: And I, and I do like what Bill Guerin has done in, in acquiring depth centers and guys who aren't number ones, but that's fine. But if, if you get depth and also it doesn't put you in a position where you're like, it's not like that. These guys you've acquired in Johansson and Benino and Bukestad that you're locked in again. It's not like they signed them. To, they trade no, for them they're and doing a she, good job. With they, them. You're right. All of them, all three of Absolutely. them Great are UFAs after this season. Yep. So you can figure out which one I want to keep, which ones should we bail on? Who do we want to go after the next free agency when it's when there's an option to do it? I like that plan. So that's where even if guys like Bukestead is indeed cooked and, or is indeed really hurt and can never get back to the player he was in Florida, mm-hmm. you can bail. If Johansson isn't the center that you thought he could be, you can bail. Same thing with Benino, You can bail. So I don't really see this as a no-lose situation. It's a no-lose situation for, from a cap side and from what Bill Guerin's trying to do because there is still upside of these players' games. So to me, even though I don't like Luke Cunnan being traded for a 32-year-old, I, d- I do respect what Bill Guerin's doing. And I do think it is indeed the right plan especially if you can't get the number one center which we we're trying to do absolutely you know, you're, you're trying to yep. find it and if it's Matt Dumba and more but teams are still blocking
1: I understand well, that well and you don't have to make that trade today or next month true
0: yeah you've now positioned yourself to have your like your centers right now are pretty much there, there's a surplus but you have guys in pencil already one through four. Yes. are they the right guys at one and, and two? And they can be gone too. Yeah, are, are they the guys at one and are they the right guys to have as your one and two centers? Probably right. not. There's like there's probably not straight up. But it's a good problem to have. This is a good off thing off that to point.
1: Have. I, I think I think that's also why this strikes me more as a long play because it's almost like you're getting you're improving your depth chart. Okay, and you're not going to be terrible there, but you're not going to be great there yet. But lots of guys can potentially leave. And so now if you start to develop guys in your pipeline who can uh, come along and replace them, that's certainly preferable. And the thing, too, Dex, to keep in mind, too, is, is this. The opening night version of the Wild that we get in January might not, or not might not be, almost certainly will not be as fast as what the Wild envisions itself playing. Like, I I like the idea and I like the style of how this team in the mind of the people who run this club. I like how they're going to play, but you also have some older, longer in the tooth guys that probably aren't going to excel in that in that game just yet. Um so yeah, this this all strikes me as as making moves to position yourself as best as possible to not be terrible next season, but to more importantly make moves again, and take off in 21, which leads which leads to this question and this point, too. What are they going to do, ultimately, at goaltender? Right. Um, my sense is that they might take a page from the Declan playbook, which you've talked about for months now, and I tend to agree with, Shocking. which is don't sweat it too much as in trying to go out and make it a huge move. Uh, for a goaltender right now when you're not really there yet. Mm-hmm. Now, F- Flurry intrigues me, especially if a third team or the Golden Knights can off-put some of that salary, because yeah, he's going to be paid too much. But I'm in on him and Capo and him trying and Flurry trying to develop Capo. But I do think that it looks like they're shying away from let's make an impact move for a goaltender right now because they're really not there yet. And my and I think they know that.
0: Yeah, my my take on that whole stance is never reach for goal, never overpay and reach for goaltending if the window truly isn't there yet. So yes, it's hard to find number one goalies. It's also really random with goaltenders. Okay, like it's it's a it's a random. Cra- Who would have thought that Anton Hudobin would be representing his team in the Stanley Cup and playing very well? You're Who right. saw that coming? Yeah. No one saw that coming. So I'd much rather. Take someone like Cam Talbot or take someone like Thomas Grease. Or if, you know, yeah, if, if Vegas is going to retain half of Flurry's salary.
1: Or a third team. Or, a, or, or a
0: third team, whatever, how it works out, and you're only paying for half of what Flurry's six and a half million cap hit. Well, now I'm all in. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a very dangerous and dumb route to take if you're going to go and get, and even though Jacob Markstrom's the premier goal-tending free agent. I'm right not now, doing that, by the way. I'm not giving him five years, 35, 6, 40 million. I'm not, not doing that. Not at that age, too. Can't do it. Can't do it. And, and, as we've showed before too on a previous episode of Judd's hockey show, when when your goaltending is so random, the Islanders two years ago go from the worst save percentage to the best. Um it, it just happens. But that's like your that. team too. I do yeah.
1: That that's your team and and your structure yes. and how you, you play. And look, it comes down to this too. If the coach has the right structure in place and your players are willing to work their butts off, mm-hmm. your goaltender could be damn good. And he might not be a great Goalie, but you know Barry Trotz. Example A, right? Yeah. Barry Trotz plays a system, and now the Wild's not going to play that system. But Barry Trotz plays a system that, if you sign with the Isles, puts you in a position as a goaltender to absolutely succeed. Now, the one thing though that I do think uh, that the Wild is probably thinking in the back of their minds, and they're not going to come out and say this though, but it's got to be there is that Capo is the guy. And you don't you don't want to put him in a position to fail and certainly uh, rush him too much, but I really believe that he's going to get every chance in 2021 to prove himself yeah. as the guy. Yeah, and that's why I like the thought of Flurry literally being there to help him out. Because if if you get that solved, Declan, that's a huge issue that's been solved it's a young controllable contract-wise goalie now Mm -hmm. like there's a lot to be said for for giving uh every opportunity to shine in that job to bring him along in what would amount to pretty much a smart way and then in a couple of years say okay we don't even have to go sign a markstrom or make a big trade we actually have this guy who is going to thrive here
0: exactly and i i do think that Kapo Kakinen, although the, there's some jurors that's still out on them. Some scouts don't view him as number one goalie. I still think it's extremely premature to say that, i.e. your example of Darcy Kemper finally blossoming with a new system and team as he's gotten older. Um, and then you also still have Mason Shaw, I believe, in the pipeline, who was a—or I forget the goalie they drafted in the second round uh, of last year, who mm-hmm. was supposed to be—Hunter uh, Jones. Hunter Jones, uh, who's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. So you have options. like, And, and right. that's why I don't think it makes any sense at all to throw big-time money at a goalie, and Florida is paying for that, giving Bob the most atrocious contract in the NHL. I will die on that hill.
1: That's one of the. That's one, one of the. the it's not that, the worst, but it's that's it's a up stupid there. contract. It's a dumb contract. All right, pronounce the Russian name for me.
0: Oh well, now you just put me on the spot. One second, I have to pull, pull up back up the draft picks. But this is uh, how many
1: picks are we through, or, or rounds are are we we through here? Because it's rounds two through seven a day, and they started at what 10 a.m. our time.
0: Yeah. So they are... I so we're believe, well in, into the... Yeah, they're, they're in the third round, I believe. Round, oh, just the already. third round. So, Speed so it up, boys. Got, Come they got, on. They got that
1: going for them. Ladies and gentlemen, make that go faster.
0: But uh, I would... I'm, I'm struggling to pull up the... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. You're, trying Russian, spot. you're trying to avoid the Russian...
1: You're trying to avoid... I thought I'll you had say the this, this, in
0: front of you. NHL... I didn't. I didn't. I closed the... T- I have a bajillion tabs open, Judge Zogat. All right, here it is. Okay. Moret. Kuz. Okay. Who's Kuzn, Kuz, Kuznetnov, Who's Kuznetnov, Netinov? Who's And then this other second round pick in the 39th overall, which is very easy, and also he is not a former twin, even though he has the exact same name, is Ryan O'Rourke.
1: And he is a defenseman. You said defenseman. So it, it went. It went. O'Rourke's a defenseman, and the Russian's a center.
0: Yep, two centers. And who's uh, nuts? What did you, What did you say it was?
1: Kuznetinov. I'm just completely guessing. Sure. I'm gonna go ahead Can I just call Marat? the name.
0: Can I ask Marat? Um I thought you Borat at first. He, he's in the KHL uh, for. Oh, SKS not another Saint guy Petersburg. in the
1: not another KHLer. Yeah, oh, another he's not K- coming Shiller. over till 2032. I'll be dead by the time he gets yes, here. Yes,
0: you will. Yes, you So if they took will. a
1: defenseman, okay, if they took a defenseman with that pick, that's intriguing too. It is. Um, because it certainly makes sense to build your organizational depth at defense, but they have defensemen. I wonder, you got to think at some point in time here, I don't know when that Dumba has to be gone, right? Yeah. Like, there's no way that he's not gone at some point.
0: I agree. I, I, I think there's also, and there's options ready to replace him. Uh, I, I, you know, Kalen Addison's supposed to be, obviously, the, the premier of that crop.
1: Power play guy um, can move the
0: puck, yeah. Louis is basically accomplished everything there is in the AHL. You have guys that are, Carson Susie just re, got resigned obviously, to a new contract. Yep. Again, Dumba is a very good player, and I, I, any team would love to have him. Uh, but I, I think the writing on the wall is, I'd be very surprised if by opening night, sometime in January, that Matt Dumba's still on this team. Okay. But I, and I definitely would not sell low on him either. But
1: before uh, but we be get down here, give, give me your best guess. What do you think is the next? So the next big move that Guerin makes, if he makes one, what do you think that move is?
0: Well, I guess you have to define big, but I, I do think the next thing he addresses a name is, trade. Yeah, I, I think the next thing he addresses is goaltending. I, I agree think with the you. goal. I think goaltending happens before the Dumba trade. Um, if that were to happen, I don't
1: think the Dumba trade ha- happens until Bill Garin gets back what he wants, and I mm-hmm. think that's going to take some time. And I think Benino buys him time.
0: And if we're getting by, like, the fifth round of the draft and stuff, I would guess that the flurry trade and a goalie trade is probably off the table. At least at least the flurry trade is. So then I think it probably, once free agency starts on Friday, which obviously no one can sign until Friday, um, I think this weekend is when you would see someone signed off the free agency wire, free agency wire from, from the Minnesota Wild, and, and that would be probably your... Next, you're your, your starting goaltender in the opening night.
1: The, the one th- thing about the start of uh, the free agency period that's going to be so intriguing to watch is as guys get to come up in Stecklin and realize how little money is actually go- going to be out there as well. too. Right. There's going to be very few guys, I, I would guess, unless, you know, there's something astounding that happens, m- maybe Taylor Hall, I don't know, but there's going to be a lot of guys who previously probably would have gotten pretty good contracts who are not going to get paid. If nothing else, just because the cap's going to be flat. Exactly. You can't afford to pay guys.
0: Yeah, this is, this is going to be a very The Wild is
1: either going to not do much or they're going to get a bargain. Yep. Because I don't see any way that Garen goes out and spends.
0: No, 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 no. no. I, I'd be very and you shocked, and you should not. And it's a, it's a flat cap for the next two years. You should, definitely should not. You gotta be savvy. And right now, I think that is what's happening. You're, you're trading away Eric Stahls and Luke Cunnings. You're you're getting savvy. You
1: know what you wait for. You wait for the um, the 2021-22 campaign okay. because because Declan Goff on January 1st, 2022, you are going to be on NBC with a marquee event. The Winter Classic. That's right. Because there ain't no way on God's green earth that that sucker's being played on January 1, uh, 2021, right? Right. So your big year, your your year to pop, if you're the wild, is not going to be the condensed, and please do not try and play Gary Bettman 82 games. (laughs) It's not going to be the condensed uh, 2021 season. It's going to be the next year. Final thoughts before we uh, wrap things up?
0: Final thoughts is uh, kind of a little bit off topic, but on, on the topic of the Winter Classic. If uh, the NHL is indeed thinking about adding ESPN to their programming, and a lot of hockey fans aren't going to want to hear it, it's a smart move. You have to do this. You have to get back on ESPN
1: programming. Why would they not want to hear that? It makes because, the most sense ESPN ever. Because ESPN
0: poo-poos on hockey. But you know why? But they won't if they get ESPN it. ESPN poo-poos on hockey? Because they don't have the rights. I so t- why would they? I've
1: told you the story before. When, when I, I was doing the uh, the TV sports column at the Star Tribune... When coming out of the lockout, and I think ESPN told Bettman and the boys, I think they said we'll carry you, but it's going to be a revenue share, which mm-hmm. basically means no no rights fee. Yeah. And so Gary panicked and went and got OLN, is that correct at the time? Yes, the and outdoors. then versus Oh okay. Which which is now, by the way, an NBC SN. Right. Anyway, still on the conference call to announce that the National Hockey League was taking its TV package to the Outdoor Life Network. Somebody, the first question, I believe, asked on the call of Gary by a reporter was, well, are you still going to be on, like, Sports Center or anything? And Gary said, I have absolutely no question, ESPN has been a great partner, and they will continue to feature us nightly. Mm. And I almost dropped the damn phone, because I thought to myself, you got no shot. You are, okay, anybody that thinks that the National Hockey League would not be best served to even take a little bit less from NBC yes. to get itself cleared for a game of the week on ESPN. You are nuts. The NBA has, what, TNT, ESPN, slash ABC? Yep. You, how can you think for one second that the National Hockey League in the United States would not benefit and should not go back to an ESPN, I don't care, game of the week, two games? I, I don't even care. But, yes, you are a 1,000% right, and anybody who thinks, oh, bleep them, get a clue. All right. right. Judd's Hockey Show, we're done. Declan, go ahead. Pass shoot score.
0: Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's Dog DNA Test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan.